Hi everyone, this is Anne-Marie Cross and this is another episode of the Coaches Connection podcast series and it's so great to be with you again today. This is show 11. If this is the first time that you've joined me on today's show, then uh, welcome, it's so great to have you with me. And if you haven't already listened to the last 10 episodes, I really do encourage you to do so because I've got lots of tips and strategies that I've shared with you and of course on today's show as well to help you build a successful coaching business and practice. I know how difficult it can be, you're doing lots of different marketing things and strategies and it's just not generating the results that you're wanting so that is why this show is created for you to help you stand out get noticed book lots of clients and do lots of great work so on today's show there's a number of different things I want to talk about and and specifically around the topic of how irresistible are you really how irresistible are your coaching services and are you generating interest and clients? Are they stepping into your programs? And if not, or you're not generating as many clients as you want and as much income as you want, then uh, certainly stick around. Grab a pen and paper, got lots to share. Firstly, I want to speak about key elements that you need to build with your ideal clients. So very important. If you don't have these three key things, it's going to be very difficult for you. Secondly, words and key phrases that you should be using across all of your marketing material. How to build your credibility and desirability so that your ideal client wants to work with you. Three key mistakes to avoid and uh, that'll really help you get on your way to becoming irresistible to your ideal client. As always, I have a segment on the Coaches Connection uh, series where I answer your questions. And Cindy P has written in the biggest hurdle that she has to getting noticed and getting paid what she is worth is that she has clients that haven't paid her. She can't get them to pay her fee. So uh, I've got some some tips and strategies on that that I want to share. And as always, I finish the show with an inspirational quote to really help continue and empower you through your week. So uh, stick around, got lots coming up. Now, again, if this is the first time that you've joined us or you haven't yet subscribed to my iTunes channel, go ahead and do that because every week, not only do I have a Coach's Connection series episode, I also have other episodes where, as part of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, where I invite a guest expert to come on the show to share share and showcase their expertise to help you build a successful business. So uh, that's also, so you've got two incredibly jam-packed biz building uh, tips and podcasts coming your way. Also, if you have some colleagues that you think could really benefit and enjoy the topics and tips and strategies I'm sharing, please go ahead and share the show. Leave a comment on iTunes. Let us know what you really are enjoying about the show so that we can continue to bring that to you. And of course, rate the show. But without further ado, let's get into today's topic about how irresistible are your coaching services really? And the three key elements that I want to share with you are the elements of no like and trust it's so very important that you continue to build the no like and trust with your community these are the people who are aware of what you do or perhaps are just only starting to become aware of what you do and that is through networking that is through perhaps if you're uh, doing some content strategies and and getting your articles out there getting your blog posts out there networking on social media and using that as a way to build visibility you know to your business and to your coaching services 
all of those different elements, no matter how you're getting your brand message out there and building your visibility, should always go with the mindset of I need to build the know, like and trust elements with my client. So how does a client get to know you and like you? Well, have you taken the time to be able to really define who you are and define your brand voice, your brand style, and how you're going to relate to people. And you can do that as you think about your signature brand. Now, that brand voice and that brand style needs to come across in every single thing that you do, whether you're showing up in person, whether you are doing a podcast, perhaps you have a podcast show similar to what I do every week, or maybe you write articles. If someone were to read your articles and then come across and listen to a podcast, and then maybe if you're doing videos, go and view a video and then meet you face to face, person to person, would they meet the same person? And often what I find, especially with coaches, is that they're not allowing their personality. They're not allowing their style, their voice to come through. And unfortunately, it's not allowing your ideal client to connect with you. So very, very important. And of course, the trust factor, when you consistently show up day in, day out across your articles, across your blog posts, and you've got that consistent, constant message of how you can support people, bringing great value to them, then that'll also build trust. And those are just a couple of elements that you really do need to be aware of when you're thinking about building know, like, and trust. And of course, uh, for those of you who are my clients, you know, we go much deeper into that into when in the coaching programs that I have. So But those will definitely get you started if this is something you're only just learning about. The second thing you need to think about too across all of those elements and how you're getting your message across is are you using the words and key phrases that your ideal client will resonate with, that they will connect with, that they will read and think, wow, that really spoke to me, that they will hear and that they'll really be you know, mesmerized right through to the last uh, closing, you know, statement that you have on your podcast. If you are using the words and key phrases, if you know your client um, so well, and you know what he or she says, you know what she uses as far as to describe the issues of her problem, and you know what's going on in his life, and you know what he's struggling with. And in your articles and the way that you position your programs and even to the titles that you name your coaching programs, that should always speak to the needs of your ideal client. It should speak to the heart and the soul of what's going on for your ideal client. So if you are not clear on that, you need to take some time to really get clear on that. So very important because you may find that you are, you know, your ideal client is coming to your website. It's reading your articles but they're not connecting because you're not using those words and you fail to really show that you are the person that can support uh, them in, in overcoming their problems. So that's so very, very important as well. So how can you build credibility and a desirability so that your ideal client wants to work with you? Well, there's a number of different things that you need to do, but firstly, you need to be always aware of showcasing your ability to provide the solution to your ideal client's problems. And that is really identifying the benefits, identifying the outcomes, the results that you can support them in if they invest in your coaching programs. It's also very important too to continue to showcase the successes that your clients have been generating. So for instance, say you've been working with a particular client 
And they really have been struggling with, uh, you know, a particular area which you specialize in. And that's really where you want to position yourself as a specialist. Have you identified within your articles and, and blog posts and so forth, you know, what was this client struggling with? And by using those key words and, and, you know, phrases that your ideal clients are using, if I was your ideal client and I was struggling with that too, I'm immediately connected to your client, you know, the one that you're talking about and that has got, has gone through your program and is, is, is certainly better now. Now I'm resonating with them. I'm connecting with them because the way that you've shared, showcased their story, I can relate to that. And immediately it's like, wow. If that person can overcome that issue, maybe I can too. Because quite often our ideal clients take themselves out of the running. They think, you know, I can't possibly achieve, you know, happiness. I can't possibly give up smoking. I can't possibly um, get rid of this horrible weight, you know. I can't possibly get out of this job that I absolutely hate. So I can't possibly lose weight and get healthy. Now, if you're showcasing through, uh, you know, your your visibility building strategies that uh, you've successfully supported other clients in achieving that and you're incorporating those key words, then if I'm your ideal client and reading that, then you're giving me hope. And I think, wow, I can achieve that too. So be very mindful that this is very, very important. So these are the three key elements. Number one, building know, like and trust with your ideal client. Being familiar with and using the keywords and phrases that your ideal clients uses across everything that you're doing, as well as showcasing your ability to provide solutions. And that's across everything from your marketing messages, you know, your tweets, your posts, your sales pages, your titles of your programs. So very, very important. Now, here are the three elements that I often see, the three problems and and common mistakes that I see many, many coaches using. And this is the reason why you're not irresistible. And firstly is that we tend to use jargon. Now, you may be the expert in a particular modality. You might have learned and spent years and years and years studying a modality and methodologies that can really help your clients get over their problems. And so what you tend to do then is provide a lengthy explanation about the ins and outs of these modalities and what it can do and, you know, who developed it and all of those different things. It really is getting quite um, specific on the scientific reasonings or the, the facts of it. But you know what? That's not really going to make you irresistible. And I'll give you an example. I remember one day I went to a meeting and we all had an opportunity to stand up and provide a little bit of a snapshot about what we did. And there was one life coach who stood up and what she did is rather than introduce herself and showcase the benefits, what she did was she provide a really detailed explanation of the modalities that she used. She also talked about um, the people who created those programs, you know, many years, the scientific studies that particular modality had gone through and what they found and, you know, what it entailed and on and on she went. And, you know, by the second paragraph, I could really sense and feel that the energy of the audience had plummeted and people's eyes were glazing over. They really had no idea what she was talking about and they had switched off. And it was really sad because after she had finished speaking, uh, two people who were on my table, they sort of looked at each other, you know, with those lifted eyebrows and eyes wide open as if to say, 
What on earth was that? Um, You don't want to be in a situation where you're so happy to be able to support your clients. I get that. You're passionate, but you're not going to make yourself irresistible and, and allow them to see that you can support them by using jargon and getting really, really technical. You need to be very simple in your approach, but rather identify that the solutions that you can support them with is A, B, and C. And that A, B, and C is what your ideal client is looking for as far as part of uh, their solution. For instance, I'm a business coach. The clients that come to me, they struggle to stand out. They struggle to sign up new clients. They struggle to get paid what they're worth. They hate having a sales conversation. All of those different things are wordings and phrases that I use in my marketing material. And that's so very, very important. I don't talk about all the ins and outs and the methodologies that I use and the step-by-steps and all of that. Not at all, because people are just going to switch off. What I do talk about is the fact that they can get noticed, they can get hired, they can get paid what they're worth, they can build a business practice, uh, coaching practice of their dreams, doing what they love, if they implement those steps and through investing in my services. So stay away from the jargon, keep it simple. The second mistake is that you're using way too many concepts. And I'm all about creativity. I'm all about being unique, having on-brand titles for your programs and your packages, but be mindful that you don't include too many concepts because they will confuse people. Let me give you an example. Was it at another meeting where another life coach was someone that could support people in helping them define and find a career that they loved. But what happened was that she could also help people with their relationship, their finances, and reclaiming just general purpose and passion in their life. And what she did was rather than just concentrating on one of those specific areas, she tried to include all of that in one program. And you can imagine that that would speak to nobody because if I was in a career and I thought, okay, so she also does this, this, and this, and this, she's not really a specialist. So be very mindful. If you provide too many concepts, you'll overwhelm your potential clients and an overwhelmed person says no. So the lesson in that is don't include too many concepts or unrelated concepts because again you'll be seen as a master of none jack of all trades and a master of none and you certainly don't want to do that but what you do want to do is focus on one particular concept for instance one of my programs is stand out get hired and get paid what you're worth vip intensive program that might be something that you really um, allow you to position yourself as someone who speaks with executives something else could be uh, explore and define your life's calling in 30 days VIP program. Now, that would be better too, wouldn't it? For the life coach, she was there to help their clients uh, identify and connect again with their purpose and passion in their life. So that's really important. Stop using too many concepts and trying to jam all of those different concepts into the one program. It's not going to um, be memorable and it's certainly not going to be irresistible. The third mistake that I often see many, many ambitious, hard-centered coaches using that stops them from being irresistible and stops them from building the coaching practice of their dreams is that they're using vague 
or uninspiring phrases and words within their marketing material. And this is really the opposite, isn't it, of the second point that I mentioned. And this is really where it's uninspiring. So what coaches will often do is they will name their co- uh, their coaching programs, you know, the bronze program or the silver program or the sapphire program or the ruby program or the diamond packages program. Now, that really isn't inspiring at all, is it? It's not irresistible at all. So you really need to identify what it is that you are providing as a solution. Now, one of the systems that I use when I go through my Unearth Your Inner Brilliance Signature Branding Program is we look at 12 different archetypes and every single one of you, even you, has a primary archetype and an influencing archetype. And once you understand that, the archetypes that you have, you can incorporate some really incredibly irresistible words. Now, for instance, one of the archetypes is the romantic archetype. So some of the words that you might use if you were the primary or influencing archetype of the romantic would be connection, magnetism, caring. Those are really romantic related words, aren't they? So your program might be something like become a client magnet in 30 days VIP intensive. So that really is far more focus driven, isn't it? Become a client magnet in 30 days than my bronze program. Okay. Another archetype is that of the ruler. And so you might incorporate words such as influence, elite, power, dominate. Those are really ruling words. They're really out there. They're really powerful, aren't they? Now, if you are someone who is bold, you do not second guess when you get your message out there. You're out there in a real dynamic, powerful way. You might say something like, dominate your industry in 90 days VIP intensive. So you can see just by those two examples, just how incredibly irresistible your programs, your packages, the way you describe them can become so much more irresistible if you're using those descriptive words rather than my gold package or my bronze package. So stay away from overly used program titles, incorporate some descriptive words, really spend some time in getting to define your signature brand, your voice, your style, how you're going to bring that across, because that can really impact and make you very much more irresistible to your ideal client when you incorporate that across all of your marketing material. Just to sum it up, know, like, and trust. Those are three key elements you need to be familiar with and start to incorporate across all your marketing material. Be familiar with the keywords and phrases that your ideal client use. Continue to showcase why you are the person who they should be investing in through the outcomes and the benefits you can support people in and and making sure that you really explain that to them and also showcasing your uh, successes that clients have achieved through investing in you. And of course, stay away from jargon. Stop using too many concepts. And stop you being vague and uninspiring in the titles and the words and the phrases that you use. And once you do that, you'll start to become incredibly irresistible to your ideal client. Okay, this question came in from Cindy P where she said that unfortunately where she is getting stuck in getting paid what she's worth 
is clients that don't pay. Now, if you have a question or you'd like to leave some feedback on how you found our show, then there's a couple of ways that you can connect with us. If you're from Australia, you can ring on in on 03 9708 6930. That's 9708 6930. If you're ringing in from the US, then 520 9610 is the number to call. 520-777-9610. And of course, if you're listening from the website, there's a button to the right that says send a voice message. So all you need to do is click that and send us a voice message. And uh, I look forward to playing that in an upcoming show or just answering your question. All right, Cindy, not getting paid by your client is one of the biggest barriers and money leaks that you really need to to plug up. So if you're like Cindy and you've done some incredible work with some of your clients and they haven't paid you yet, you need to be aware that this is something you want to plug in very, very quickly. Firstly is that there's no money flowing in and money likes to flow in, flow in and flow out. And not getting paid is a huge uh, way not to get money flowing in. So that's one reason why it's such a money leak. Secondly, what can often happen is that unconsciously or our self-belief can be around, you know what, that client doesn't really think that I'm worthy or doesn't think that I'm worth it because they're not paying the bills. If they did, they would pay me. And so that is another reason why you really want to set up a system. And I'll share with you in in a moment what that system should be. Why you don't want to have people that don't pay you because unconsciously you will continue to spread that message to yourself and say that to yourself yourself is, hey, they don't really think I'm worthy and that's the reason why I'm not getting paid. And that is going to impact your self-belief. That's going to impact your confidence. And that's going to really stop you from stepping out in in a confident, powerful way and claiming to get paid what you are worth. So really, very important. And lastly, think of all the energy that you are spending on worrying and being anxious about not being paid that that unpaid debt. I mean, it is huge. It's, even if you're not thinking about it on, on a conscious level, we think, oh, that client's paid. You're holding that unconsciously and, and emotionally because that debt is just there and you know, you know that. And every now and again, you'll be reminded of that. And if you've got a number of clients who haven't paid you and there's a huge debt that is owed to you, that is something that will certainly continue to really impact your level of self-worth and getting paid what you're worth. So the first step that you need to do, Cindy, is to decide and take action. You need to decide what you're going to do with that debt. And there's a couple of things that you may decide. Number one, you might decide, because it really depends on how long ago this debt was was, was made due, like if it's definitely over 12 months or 80 months, how realistically are you in being able to re- to get those monies in? I, I'm not too sure. Have you touched base with that client? I would certainly just touch base and see where they are and, and see whether, uh, just remind them that this you know amount is overdue and therefore see if you can recoup those fees. And if you don't hear from them, the other decision that you need to make is, are you going to le- let that energy continue to, to be stuck on that? Or are you just going to say, you know what, I'm going to cut my losses. I'm going to write that off and maybe just give that to them because you want to release that energetically. Because if you're hanging on to that unpaid debt, then um, you certainly, it's going to impact how you step forward. 
and, and continue to charge. Of course, go and see your accountant as well. If you've got an accountant, there are certain things that they'll, they will need to do to, to write that account off. So you need to decide and take action. If you find that you really don't want to be the one that contacts that particular client, why don't you hire someone and there's lots of virtual assistants or people who are specialized in um, recouping you know, outstanding debt, put that in the hands of, of someone to support you, contract that out, get them to follow it up and, and support you. That is, if you've connected with your client and you really haven't been able to hear from them or, or get a firm commitment to when that is being paid, outsource it. So that is how you would handle that particular situation of those clients what paid. Get them on a payment plan, reconnect with them and outsource it if that's something that you don't want to do. And if you find that you've you've done everything that you can, then look to writing that debt, debt off and uh, certainly might need support through your accountant. The second thing that you want to do, the second step is from now on, you need to collect all of the fees up front. For some of you, it might be, well, I haven't provided the services first. Yes, but do you want to find yourself in the same situation as Cindy, doing the work first, going through the coaching program, and then having to follow up the payment? Absolutely not. So what you might do then if is just make a decision that from now on, all of the, the sessions are paid for in advance. Just become a normal policy and procedure of how you want to manage your business and if this is something that you're resisting, then this is a huge indication and something that you need to, to deal with. I remember years ago, and this was back in my career coaching practice, uh, and I was supporting clients in developing resumes. I made a decision that I was to get payment up front, and I did. Clients paid me in full before I even sent them um, a form to start getting their information from them. And that was the same with interview coaching. They pay me first and then I would do the interview coaching. Now, sometimes other uh, colleagues of mine and what I've seen done is that you might get a deposit and then before you do the, the call, you get the balance. But you want to collect those fees up front so that when you finish the coaching program or finish the, the sessions, then you don't have to then go into debtor mode and, and collecting all those fees. So make sure that you set up a system in place that has you collecting all of the fees up front so that you don't have to worry about having to collect any outstanding debt. So I hope that was helpful for you, Sydney. I hope that was helpful for you if you are also experiencing unpaid debtor accounts as well from your clients. So again, if you've got a question, send it in and I'll look forward to uh, answering that in our next show. Today's inspirational tip is before you give up, remember the reasons why you hung on so long. Before you give up, remember the reasons why you hung on so long. So if you've been in this business for a while, you've had your coaching practice for a while, yet you're really not generating the interest that you want, don't give up. You know, all of the different things that you've done beforehand and who may not have worked, you can change that. You can get the right systems in place. You can get the right steps in place. 
It's really up to you. And, and don't give up. Reach out for support. Don't give up all of that hard work that you've been doing beforehand. A great resource that I want to share with you, because every every week I like to share a resource, is my Get More Clients Booked introductory audio series. And there's a link on today's show blurb. So again, it's Coaches Connection episode 11. Do a search for that if you're listening via iTunes. And in the segment on the show blurb, further resources that you can access to help you build a successful coaching business or practice is the Get More Clients booked introductory audio series. That's seven different audios which will really help you start to recognize the things that you need to be to have in place in, in your business, in your coaching practice, if you really want to take it to the next level. So that uh, before you give up, Go and get access that Get More Clients booked introductory audio series. Got some great valuable tips and strategies to help you uh, turn that around so that you can start to really connect with your ideal clients, book those clients, support them and being of service to them, uh, which I know is something that you want to do, you're passionate about doing. So grab that free audio resource. Don't give up. Remember the reasons why you hung on so long. Well, that brings us to another end of a show. This is episode 11. Thank you for uh, spending this time with me. Hope you've got lots of tips and strategies to take away with you. Again, I always love hearing from you. So those numbers that I mentioned before, 039-708-6930 in Australia, 520-777-9610 within the US. Uh, reach out, let me know what's happening for you in your business, what's working really well, and uh, look forward to sharing more tips and strategies on next week's show as well. Until then, have an incredibly inspired week. Bye for now. This is Anne-Marie. Mm-hmm.